Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup, oh, blocked by James! LeBron James with the rejection! Welcome to the Chase Down on Almighty Baller Radio, part of Dash Radio. I'm Justin Rowan with a special guest today. Uh, we got Pete Chops, the man, the myth, the legend from Complex. How you doing today, Chops? What's going on, man? How you doing? Not too bad. <laughs> I mean, how how could I not be good at, after the Cavs absolutely eviscerated the Boston Celtics? Um, I, it's It was one of the most... Even though I was expecting a blowout win, I was not expecting anything like that. It was one of the most convincing wins I've seen in a playoff game in a long time, and um, probably one of the worst losses a one seed has ever <laughs> experienced in the playoffs. <laughs> what are some of your thoughts from the games? What's your What's your quick reaction? One, one seed. Um. Yeah, one seed. That makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> my, my reactions are: there's just the Celtics just. LeBron is playing the best basketball that anybody has ever played in the history of the game right now. I legit believe that. He's on a different level that nobody can match, and the Cavs are just built perfectly as a team, and these other teams, just they just can't keep up with him. It's pretty insane. And it's just like, just like watching that game tonight, I like, like you said, I expected a blowout, but it was just, they just, the Celtics looked like they didn't even want to be in the same arena as the Cavs. Like they just look they looked scared. Yeah, they 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 were shook like from the beginning. Like the Cavs came out and they just executed at such a high level and I I understand why people had some kind of trepidations heading into the playoffs. There was concerns, there wasn't a lot of continuity. Um there so many changes with the roster and things like that. But really the the, Ca- the Cavs are just finding their stride when- right now, man. Remember when people said that the switch wasn't a real thing? <laughs> Man, it, the switch is very, very real. And very real. I'm 100% with you, though, man. I, I completely believe that this is the best LeBron James we have seen. And I, Not I don't know. Not even the best LeBron. This is the best NBA player we've ever seen play the game. I truly believe that. I agree. Uh, it's it, Once you start debating legacy and and trying to figure out how you assign weight to different things i can see argument well i mean obviously you can see an argument for michael jordan he's been um the the greatest the the goat for so long but uh when it really comes down to it if i'm taking one player it's going to be lebron james and um i i'm not going to fault anyone for thinking otherwise like i don't think you can go wrong with those two but when you look at what lebron's doing right now it, it I, how can you bet against this guy? It's insane, man. You just like I. He just has total control of the game, and it's he doesn't even look worried. Like there's nothing about the Celtics that worry that worries him. No, you're completely right, and I mean, I, I wanted obviously we're halfway through a series, um, and, and I wanted to talk about uh, the Celtics and the matchup and stuff with you, but. 
I mean, when I messaged you before the game, if you want to do a podcast, that's why where I expected this to go. But I mean, really, that doesn't seem like the interesting angle. Like right now, to me, it's LeBron because I, I tweeted yeah. this out. I, I know you were you were feeling repeat season um, he- heading into the playoffs. You you're a believer to your credit. I'm I'm on board now. I mean, uh, if you would have asked me- versus the Warriors. Cavs in five versus Warriors. <laughs> I've been saying it for two months, and I'm you have I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Carter on board with it, and he won't budge. Well, <laughs> well, we'll we'll pull Carter today because, um, like honestly, if you would have asked me this morning for a finals prediction, I probably still would have said Warriors in six. I'm a hundred percent on board now, and I I mean, there's certain factors that to me from a logical standpoint, like, I don't think it's just a gut feeling anymore. Like, LeBron James, which I, I tweeted out today, but LeBron James is conditioning himself to play 40, 46 minutes per game against the Warriors. Right now, the Warriors are also, oh, yeah. cru- they're cruising through the West. Steph and Durant, they play about their 30, 32 minutes per game. Once you start getting into these matchups, I know everyone likes to say, okay, line up point guard to point guard, shooting guard to shooting guard, and etc. Um, but yeah. we know that's not how these things break down. Last year, the Cavs yeah. won in the minutes that LeBron played where the death lineup and Steph weren't weren't playing. If you start staggering Steph and Durant, anytime those four aren't on the court together, those are wins for the Cavs, especially if yeah. LeBron's on the floor. So I don't think you can all of a sudden jack the minutes up for Steph Curry and Kevin Durant to 40 minutes per game or more and not expect their games to drop off, whether that be on the offensive or defensive end of the floor. Yeah, I I agree. I just, like, you look at this squad, like, Kevin Love's playing great. Yep. J.R. Smith is back. Shump is playing great. And for me to say that is a big thing, because I fucking hate him on Shumpert <laughs> as, a, as a basketball player. I, I've nice never guy. noticed that from your tweets. Yeah, yeah, right. Kyrie is playing great. As much as I want to talk about his shooting slump, he's still not, like, hurting the Cavs. Mm-hmm. And he got a little bit of a stroke back tonight. Yeah. So I think that he, I think that he's just kind of, you know, feeling out what he has to do. But he's I, not playing, like, bad defense. Like, no. Kyrie's, like, fully engaged. I, I said this before, but if you put Kyrie's normal shooting splits into the overall basketball he's playing... That's a top tier point guard. Like that over an yeah. eighty-two game regular season, that's the next level from Kyrie. That's what I think we're going to see in these next couple of years. Cause it's not yeah. like Kyrie is a guy like let's say John Wall, where it's, oh, if he added a three point shot or if he added this or that. Kyrie has yeah. all the tools, man. And the maturity yeah. he's showing in games where his shot isn't falling, that he's not a negative on the floor because he's not pressing, he's getting guys involved, he's playing defense, uh, he he's taking care of the basketball. Like, that's... I don't think we would see that from last year's Kyrie, even. And last year's Kyrie was the second most important player on a team that won the title. Like, he's just... Yeah. You're seeing the next level from Kyrie right now. I think he's really learning from LeBron. I, I think that he's just really picking up what how to progress as a player and how to kind of make it all work together. And uh let's give a shout out to Darren Williams, who Carter said was trash during the regular <laughs> season. I'm gonna just call it Carter this whole podcast. I'm, I'm very okay with that. Season, yeah, who Carter said was trash during the regular season, who has been phenomenal for the Cavs in the playoffs. 
Shout out to Darren Williams. Shout out to Kyle Corver, who's been amazing. Shout yes. out to Channing Fry. Um, Shout out to Rich Tristan Thompson, man. Yes. Oh, I love TT. Oh, almost as much as Zavak loves TT, but not that much. But I do love TT. <laughs> I, I think Tristan's so important against the war. Like, here's my thing with the Warriors and the Cavs, and you mentioned it. Like, like, like it, it, it's not just point guard versus point guard and everything. TT is a matchup nightmare for the Warriors, and even more so when they have Durant in. Yes. Like, TT can defend anybody, and he's a monster on the boards, and they have nobody who can really stop him underneath, even on offense. Mm-hmm. So until they figure out how to stop TT and LeBron together, I just don't see how they can beat the Cavs. Like, Man, sure, that's... they might win. <laughs> sure, it might go seven. I'll concede. It might go seven or whatever. But I legit think that just the Cavs have too much for even the Warriors. Yeah, my, I, I mean, right now I'm I'm picking Cavs in six. Now, I've I've switched <laughs> over, which Flip. it's <laughs> it's it's ridiculous because the the Warriors. One of the big differences when you look at last year's Warriors team to this year's Warriors team, um, you just don't have the same. Like it, it's tough to deal with their stars. Like the. Yeah. I, I honestly like we've gone back and forth with this team for a while. Like there's still the the hatred and the rivalry there, but I respect their stars now at this point. Like I respect what Draymond Green yeah. does. I I yeah. think I <laughs> I know you're not there, but like I think Draymond, Draymond Green is the only Draymond's the only one I respect to be honest as a player. He he's the one I respect the most. So, okay, I, I think yeah. we can have some common ground there. But like yeah, the, the, He's good. there, there are a lot to account for. But when you look outside of that, they really don't have that supplemental shooting. And I, I think Clay Thompson's trash. Can we just say that? Let's just say that. Let's <laughs> get this out of the way. Let's Clay Thompson sucks. And I don't care if he scores sixty against the Kings on a February game on NBA TV. <laughs> the man sucks. And LeBron hasn't lost a playoff game since he told him it was a man's league. So I don't want to hear about Clay Thompson. Okay, so Clay Thompson's out. Kevin Durant. We'll get to him in a second. Steph Curry. Let's talk about Steph Curry. Steph Curry is an out-of-the-world out player for the Warriors. He is. But when those NBA Finals creep around, you start to see kind of a different Steph Curry. We saw it in 2015 because those first few games of the NBA Finals, he wasn't Steph Curry that they that won the MVP. It wasn't, in, it wasn't until Della Vadova had to get IVs and could barely walk before Steph kind of, you know, turned it on a little bit. And then last year, we all saw it having the Steph, whatever. I just don't think that in a matchup with Kyrie Irving and the way that the Cavs defend the Warriors, that Steph can be the Steph that we see all throughout the play, all throughout the regular season and most of the rest of the playoffs. It's so okay. So Kyrie has never been outplayed by an opposing point guard in that series. You you predict that continues in the finals this year? I am assuming. Yeah, he never he never has, and he's. I really think he's. I, I honestly think he's still coasting. Like I think the first two rounds of this of this playoffs this year, he was coasting. He, like, he's I been figuring he's, things out. I, I think. Like I, I think he's exploring his overall game. And uh, David Zavak tweeted this. Like for all the talk of the slump, this is a great point. He has a true shooting percent of or percentage of over sixty for the playoffs. Like yeah, like Kyrie's fine, and and I've been the biggest Kyrie critic. On Twitter for the first round because you pissed me off. Oh man, I, I muted you a few times. You're an in-game mute. Carter is between the games. <laughs> yeah, Carter has no long-term vision of the plan. I have the long-term vision. In games, <laughs> they piss me off because when you see Kyrie make 
fucking every three-pointer he takes sometimes, and then he can't make any for, like, two series to get pissed off. That made me really mad. But he's playing fine. <laughs> he is. And, I, I mean, it, it's tough right now to not be confident if you're a Cavs fan. Like, there's just so it many... This is a deep team. Like, they, now that these guys have actually played together for a little while, like, the bench unit with LeBron is fantastic. Uh, Kyrie, Love, Tristan, they're all playing at a high level. JR's playing at a great level defensively. And, I mean, Kyrie's playing good defense. Uh, I I think nobody would say it's been worse than passable, like, passable at worst. JR's playing great defense, which is really important because he's a very high impact defender when he's right. LeBron's obviously playing out of his damn mind. Uh, I think Kevin Love's playing good defense for him, and Tristan Thompson's probably the best defender on the team, or at least the most important. Like, here's my question. Here's my question. Yes, we don't. See, this is how bad the Celtics have been in the series. I just want to talk about the Warriors series. That's going to happen. I don't want to talk (laughs) about the Celtics. So the thing that the Cavs have been doing with LeBron on defense, they've been finding the weak link and letting him play free safety on defense, and it's been working fantastically. Yes. Can they do that against the Warriors? I think once again he's going to be on Draymond Green. It worked so well Did last year. Tag off? Do you just give Draymond whatever? I I think you let him take some jumpers. I mean LeBron doesn't completely abandon his man, but I think Draymond no, gives you doesn't. the best ability to kind of sag off. And I wouldn't be surprised when we're talking starting lineups. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kevin Love on Zaza, uh, LeBron still on Draymond. Uh, and then Tristan playing some minutes on Durant, because I I, yeah, thi- I think I think that's the wrinkle that, that Ty Lue's going to do. Because it, uh, if you watch the Warriors in the playoffs, when do they struggle the most offensively? It's when Durant thinks when he has a matchup down. advantage and he yeah. goes isolation. And I think Tristan Thompson um, can hang with him to some extent. Um, and yeah. teams have had success in the past putting a big man on Durant. And I, yeah. I think you live with Durant getting his if it jeopardizes yeah. the rest of the team. And the other thing about yeah. putting LeBron on Draymond is Draymond gets Steph and Clay going. They get their yeah. catch-and-shoot looks off of Draymond. So if LeBron is disrupting that or making Draymond turn into a score, I think that yeah. takes away from Steph and Clay, and that makes their offense less potent. Yeah. Like yeah. It, and then... And then, like you said, if they have to stagger Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, it like if Kevin Durant's the only one out there, it's going to be ISO Durant, which is what the Cavs are going to want anyways. I just I like the matchups, man. I really do. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I like the matchups. I I do too, and like it's you know what it, it's good though. Like I, I never I didn't think at the start of the season I was going to get to this point with this team, like. They 73 win Warriors added Kevin Durant, but the Cavs really are playing at just this ridiculous level, and, and this is the best LeBron we've seen, or as you said, this is the best player we've ever seen, yeah. and it's kind of yeah, hard. Like, to, it's hard to bet against him right now. Sometimes it comes down to in a series who has the best player. The Cavs still have the best player, and is the gap between. Kyrie and Kyrie and Steph enough to make it make, make like a crazy difference? I don't think so. In a in a vacuum of a seven game series, Kyrie can match or outplay Steph. He's done it. Yeah, you know, you're you're right. And, and like, it, 
the talent gap exists right now still, or not, I shouldn't say the talent gap, but the consistency gap and the impact gap exists in the regular season over 82 games. But in a 72 game or in a seven game series, I'm with you. Like, especially when you have a Warriors team that's that loaded and they don't need Steph to do the same amount. Kyrie can now produce them in a series, which is always the most Mm -hmm. important thing. Like people want to talk about, okay, Kyrie's not a top five point guard or or whatever. And I mean, if James Harden is a point guard and and you want to go Chris Paul, Steph Curry and that. I'm not going to get offended with that. Kyrie's he's younger yeah. than all of his peers, but the most important thing is that he can outplay these guys in a series and he's still on the way up. So, I'm yeah. I'm not going to get too concerned about where he ranks and all that right now because we know what yeah. Kyrie can do and we know what Kyrie has done before. And the thing is, we talked about how going ISO messes up the Warriors. Going ISO with LeBron and Kyrie is the way that the Cavs can beat the Warriors. Yes, that's how they that's how they do it because that's what opens everything up for the Cavs. They slow it down. They let LeBron and Kyrie do their thing. They get the the jumpers when they need them. It's just the Cavs obviously need Kyrie because LeBron's going to be LeBron in that series. Yes, it's really going to come down to can Kyrie match outplay Steph, which I think he can. I think that's really what it is. You know. And and the some of the best defense against Steph Curry and Kevin Durant is making them play defense. Like we saw that last year, they the way they targeted Steph. Attack Steph every time. They'll probably put Steph in the starting lineup on Jr. Right, I would assume. Yes. Right. And they'll put Clay on Kyrie, which <laughs> laughable. Like like Clay's a good defender. Clay's big, yes size, whatever. But he can't stop Kyrie. We have never seen him stop Kyrie. You know, no. so I'm guessing they'll put Draymond on. Do they put Draymond on LeBron or do they put Durant on LeBron? They put See, Draymond, I think they, they might put Durant, put Durant, on, LeBron. Durant on LeBron. And before you continue, yeah. sorry to cut you off, man, but like with Durant on LeBron, like we've seen in the past when Durant was really asked to do a lot more in OKC, when he's yeah. 100% engaged on defense, when he had to go up against um, Clay Thompson in the past or or Kawhi Leonard. It took a toll on him. Like, it took a toll on him physically, and he lost his legs to some extent. Like, if you look at his playoff stats, he's a 33% shooter from three in the playoffs. And a a part of that is because he loses his legs when he's engaged to that level. So if he's guarding LeBron, and you're all of a sudden he's not as effective from three, that's that's yeah. tough for the Warriors because then you you're really only two reliable shooters become Steph Curry yeah. and Klay Thompson. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting because for a lot of this season, Durant has been one of the Warriors' best rim protectors. You yes. Know? Yep. He's oh, been he's out. been fantastic this year. Like Kevin Durant's been unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has been unbelievable. You know, he got hurt. He came back fine. But so I'm interested to see how that dynamic goes. And if maybe they try and hide Durant maybe on TP for a little bit. But I think the re- – I just think – I don't think the Warriors can get the Cavs on the boards. I think that the Cavs are going to be too physical down low. Yeah. Because I think, I think if they have Zaza in, Love will, love will be – you can hide Love. If, you, if there's Zaza in, you can hide Love. If they go death lineup, I think you have Richard Jefferson. I think you have some other guys. You, can, you have Shump. But you can figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. 
No, for sure. And, so I, and a, another important part of this that we're not talking about and, and what might force Durant to, to check LeBron more is right now Andre Iguodala's hurt. Like, the MRIs came back negative. But if he's limited, like, we saw what yeah. – he was limited last year because he had those back issues. If that forces Durant just, onto LeBron – yeah. Yeah, it's 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 there's wear and tear, especially when you get to this time of year where you really are exerting yourself every single possession. So if that forces Durant on LeBron more, it's going to make things more difficult for the Warriors. And yeah, I, I mean, I certainly understand what um, that they're going to be the favorites going into this series, but I just think there's legitimate sure, yeah. reasons for optimism and uh, confidence when you look at how these teams match up and what the Cavs can do. And it's ultimately going to come down to execution. Yeah. It's going to be, can JR, can JR hit some shots? Can Love hit, for the Cavs, can JR hit some shots? Can Love hit some shots? Can Richard Jefferson play at a high level again? Which I think he can. Brilliant move by Lou, by, the, by Ty Lou, by the way, the, the rest RJ for two series. He looks <laughs> fresh. Yeah, he looked really fresh, man. He dunked from, like, he took yeah. off basically from the free throw line, it seemed like, and he finished with his left hand. One-handed. One-handed. He looks fresh. Ty Lue is literally using these first three rounds as, like, experimentation for the Warrior series. That's insane. <laughs> Ty Lue is awesome. That's, he is. I love him. I was on Ty Lue Island last year, but everybody's there now. Yeah. I. It's... I really hope we're past the panicking in the regular season and, okay, we got to fire Ty Lu or, oh, what's wrong with this team? Like, these guys have proven themselves. They went with an – there was an organizational decision on this approach. They agreed to it, and they, they executed, yeah. and they shut up everyone that was concerned about the whole switch thing. Yeah. It's just – it's the, re- the regular season's just so long, and it's just – when you see them play at such a high level and then they just don't give a fuck, it's disappointing. But you know what? It's all worth it when you literally beat the Celtics by 50 points in the Eastern Conference Finals in Boston. There's very like, few things sweeter than that. Yo, after what Bill Simmons was sweeting earlier today, Jalen <laughs> Brown talking trash, and now Isaiah Thomas has a hip injury. I, I'm doing air quotes right now. I'm sure he's banged up. Everybody's banged up right now. But you mean to tell me, and, and if he did really hurt, I'm sorry, I see, I take it back. But you're going to tell me right now he's got a major hip injury that almost kept him on to game seven and game one, and we're just now finding out about it? Come on. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear, hear it, Boston. Yeah, Go I saw, I think it was Chris Mannix who tweeted um, just a couple yeah. minutes ago Ooh. that uh, Isaiah has apparently been dealing with his hip injury since game six of last series. I don't know. Shout out to Bradley Beal, who thought the Cavs were avoiding the Wizards. <laughs> oh, I, I saw a funny comment. Someone had said, if Dion Waiters said that, we would all be celebrating. I'm like, yeah, but Dion Waiters is likable. <laughs> right? Yeah, I do love Dion. I just, like, I think the Wizards series would have been different because the Wizards actually have players who can shoot the ball. The Celtics don't have anyone who you really do you fear any of the Celtics players from three. Like I don't like Jay Crowder hasn't proven that he can consistently hit threes. I mean, obviously Isaiah you fear, but the castle approach is just trap him and make other people beat you. And they're proving that they can't, you know, 
Yeah. And, I, I mean, Ray I Allen's think, not there anymore, right? I think Av was the only one scared of Al Horford in this series, and we see what Al Horford's doing. <laughs> I, I just got a message from my um, absent co-host right now. Carter Rodriguez asked me to tell you that he does not Hello, respect Carter. you. Car- I, I respect Carter. I do. <laughs> I respect Carter, and I'm not going to stop until he says Cavs and five over the Warriors with me. <laughs> you know who else picked Cavs and five against the Warriors? Shout out to Smooth Hoops, Justin, who is no longer on Twitter, but he texted me Cavs and five. He texted you Cavs on fi- in five? Yeah. That's exciting to me. I, I miss Justin being on Twitter. <laughs> he says he's going to come back if the Cavs win the title. So Okay, well then, like... Then it's just destiny right now. You got the greatest player of all time. You have a Cavs team clicking on all cylinders, just waxing teams. And you got a Warriors team that still is showing some of the flavors of the 2011 Miami Heat. Like, right. if it's a close game, like, there's decisions oh, that yeah, still need to be made. People, people are scared to bring this up right now, but Kevin Durant in big situations... It hasn't been the most uh, uh, trustworthy individual so far in his career. <laughs> so you're, and, and and let's not let's not forget that he literally can't beat LeBron James. That's that's what I go back to. Kevin Durant cannot, and LeBron knows it. Like like I know for a fact that LeBron James is not scared of Kevin Durant. I know that for a hundred percent fact that LeBron <laughs> looks at Kevin Durant and has no fear. He says, I own this guy, and I'm going to continue to own him for the foreseeable future. So, you know what? Good luck, Golden State. Good luck, Jordan, Sam, Andy, all those fucks. Um, (laughs) Man, shout out to Sam and Andy. Shout out to Sam and Andy. They will be on the pod in the finals. That is absolutely for sure. Oh, my. They're, like, I. A lot of Cavs Twitter hates them. I don't hate them. They are quite annoying. They're, they're good people, but, but here's the thing. Like, I interact with them probably more in, like, direct messages and group chats. Well, you're a Warriors fan. That's the uh, ironic part of all this. It, it's true. I mean, you're a Warriors fan. <laughs> huh? Well, it's... Okay. First of all, I, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response, but as I was Carter going told to... Me you're a Warriors fan. Okay. Carter's not even picking the Cavs. So we'll we'll just we'll leave that at that. But yeah, like right. it, I interact with those guys in that medium where I I don't really see the troll tweets and stuff. So I'm I'm getting the legitimate opinions, and yeah. I, I I got some dirt on Sam. He's admitted how he's felt about certain Cavs players, which I will unleash in the finals. Um, when 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 said Cavs player is giving buckets to the Warriors once again. I know they're scared. They're so frightened. Everybody, like, that's what I laugh about with, like, what's that What's that old dude's name on, on Warriors Twitter? Jake Clark? Fuck that guy. <laughs> talking about, like, talking, talking about, like, fucking, oh, it's a foregone conclusion. Sounding like fucking Matt Moore out here. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, there's a reason people don't like y'all because you're insufferable. And that's coming from someone, me personally, who has been insufferable for about a year straight now. After the Cavs won, you know it's like, like you know, it's like y'all want people to hate you. Josh, I, I, I gotta you. admit, 
I was throwing you some lobs with the Durant stuff, but you are just firing on all cylinders right now, and I'm loving it. <laughs> I don't, I don't respect the Warriors at all. I don't think that they are mentally tough enough to even stand in the gym with the Cavs. <laughs> I want to say Cavs in four. I want to say Cavs in four, but I think they're going to tank a game to get it. Could in you five. imagine? Could you imagine this, if is, that happened? Is this podcast actually coming out? Because this audio will sound bad, maybe, but. Fuck it, I don't care. I'm literally no. wearing I'm I'm literally wearing a Cavs issued championship ring right now, so like I can't even be mad at life. <laughs> well, this might actually be a great uh great point to wrap this up. But yes, the podcast is actually gonna be going up. Um we we will all I we, we're not gonna do a game three recap podcast, um, but Carter <laughs> and I will be back um Tuesday kind of doing probably a Celtics obituary unless something very unforeseen happens. Um, and then after that, it, it's going to be another long layoff, which has been the only real downside of these playoffs. I mean, it's been great for the team, but, man, it's tough to go through all these breaks. June 1st, NBA Finals start. I which is cannot wait, man. It's a lot of days from now. I'm not. I'm trying to count on my calendar. It's a lot of days from now. <laughs> Well, it probably doesn't help that let let me. You're a little well served right now, aren't you? Uh, I'm all right. I was watching the game with some Cavs people. Decent. I am uh, traveling back to Cleveland on June 14th, though, so I will be at the parade again this year. <laughs> Maybe I'll come down for the parade this year. It looked like a lot yeah, of fun I, last time. The parade was all right last year. It was a little just like chaotic, but like game it, the night of Game Seven was the craziest night of my life you know what i'm gonna i'll come down for ring night next year that that sounds ring like night. fun i wish i was, i wish i was at the ring night game because that looks fun and we beat the knicks right that's always fun <laughs> it is fun to see the knicks lose man it's right and, and, and like next year and next year we're gonna have wade going against wade and lebron against mellow if we play the knicks on ring night again yeah, that's the thing. This is really the <laughs> okay. I I need to hang on. I need to compose myself, get a straight face here. But this is really the the window for the Warriors. Like you got Seti Osman coming over, Chetty Osman. I got to get his name right. Chetty. You got you got six man Dwayne Wade who's going to be coming over to the Cavs. Maybe yep. Vince Carter. Like let's get some old. Let's get more old dudes looking for rings uh, on the team. I I'm with it. Oh, I want Vince Carter so bad. Vince Carter and RJ. And and Channing, oh man, <laughs> I want because I don't think Darren. Like I don't want to get into too much, but I don't think Darren's going to be back next year. So we have a roster spot. Let's okay. get some old guys. Yeah, yeah. that'd K be Felder. great for the podcast. Hopefully, K Felder can dribble next year. That'd be fun. That uh, yeah. it, it would be fun. Uh, I mean, Boston, Boston can attest to short guys figuring it out. I guess, but. Uh, uh-huh. I, <laughs> tonight was fun that game was fun I feel bad for like Marv Albert like he's just he has to sit there with Reggie and Chris Weber and just talk about nonsense for 48 minutes true pro though he he kept it together he did well Reggie just Reggie and Chris just said crazy things man they they muted uh, Reggie's mic for one minute didn't they did I I wasn't really pay- I, the only thing I heard Chris Weber say was that he compared this to the Celtics being down 2-0 to the Bulls that was outstanding. That was really, really great. And the best that's, part, the low-key really best, the, the best part of it was 
Marv Albert jumps in. He's like, well, you know, that wasn't really... That's a little different because Rajon Rondo got hurt. That's not why this is different. That's not why it's different. Quick question. If Kawhi plays tomorrow, who wins? I got Spurs. I think I still got Warriors, and then I would take Spurs in game four. But... I think if... I think if Kawhi plays tomorrow, I think the Spurs win. It's kind of interesting because Pop's like Pop seemed obviously very frustrated after Game One, but it seemed like he yeah. felt like he had figured something out with the Warriors and was upset that he wasn't going to have the opportunity to implement it. He kind of did that David Blatt 2015 approach with the going like super big, you know? Yeah, it, Which, it'll be I interesting mean, because I the the thing I loved about pop going up against the Warriors is it almost gives Lou a cheat sheet on stuff that works because you know Pop's going to implement good strategies against them. Hey man, Ty Lou's top two and he's not two. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, that seems like a good point to wrap it up. So thanks again, man, for coming on. Appreciate it. Appreciate you firing Thank the you. takes. You didn't, you didn't hold it. You didn't pull any punches here, man. I, I appreciate that. I work with Joe Budden every day. I don't hold anything back. <laughs> That's very true. Um, people, you can find Chops on Twitter at PeteChops. Make sure that you're following him. Uh, one of the best cast follows out there. It's already been shouted out on the podcast a few times, so we're, we're glad to finally have you on, man. Oh, man. Thank you for bringing me on. It was a good time. No problem. So to all the listeners, uh, Enjoy this. Enjoy the run. Enjoy the ride. Um, it, it doesn't get better than this. You're watching uh, one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player of all time, put in work with a talented team around him and having a shot at a championship. Uh, I don't know what more you can want as a fan, um, but we appreciate all the support you guys are giving to us. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes as well as Stitcher. Uh, leave us a review if you uh, if you feel so inclined. It really does help people find the podcast. So until next time, go Cavs.